I was a strange child, strange-looking for certain, with buck teeth, red hair, and matching invisible eyelashes, a hooked nose, and barely the hint of a chin. My classmates at Coral Ridge Elementary teased me about these defects as if it was their God-given right. Maybe it was. After all, if I wanted to fit in, wouldn't I just act more normal? But even if I could change my hair, my nose, my chin, I couldn't perform plastic surgery on my soul. Some secret part of me remained stubbornly different. Brought egg salad when everyone else knew it was gross, or used vocabulary words like whimsical, words no one else understood. And shortly after my 10th birthday, I learned I was different in another way, a special way. That day, a rare cold January day in Miami, I was walking alone on the playground. I had a jump rope, but when I'd asked the two girls who sat behind me, Jennifer Sadler and Jennifer Garcia, if they wanted to jump with me, they'd turned to each other with perplexed looks. Jump rope? Jennifer's blonde ponytail swung from side to side as she shook her head. Who jumps rope anymore? We do in P.E. It was the only sport at which I excelled. Jennifer rolled her enormous blue eyes. Yeah, for a grade. We could do something else then, I said. Kickball? The Jennifers were part of a kickball game that included most of our class. I was never invited. Sorry, I think the teams are set. Jennifer Garcia wrinkled her perfect nose. As I trudged away, trailing my red and white striped rope, I heard Jennifer say loudly, You are too nice to that girl. It just makes her think she can talk to us. Jennifer laughed, then said softer, but still loud enough for me to hear clearly, You can't just tell people they're freaks. Why not? It would help her to know. Did being beautiful make you cruel? Were they really being cruel if I was so defective? And if I were suddenly pretty, would I be mean too? Not that that would ever happen. So I sat alone, shivering on a swing, looking at the toes of my navy keds against the lighter blue clouds, when I spied a cluster of kids gathered around something. Ordinarily, I avoided unsupervised groups of my peers, but this particular group included at its outskirts one Gregory Columbo, a sensitive boy with coal-black hair and the warmest brown eyes I'd ever seen. Though he wasn't exactly nice to me, he wasn't mean. He was quiet, more the type to read a book than to play baseball. Now he wiped at his eyes with his gray sweatshirt sleeve, and something else made me gravitate toward the group— something I didn't quite understand. I jumped off the swing and went before I could chicken out. What's everyone looking at? I wanted to ask Greg why he was crying, but probably he was pretending not to. Greg turned away, touching the side of his face with his fingers. Greg? Leave us alone, ugly, Jennifer smirked. It's just a stupid dead crow. Greg turned and I caught sight of his face. His cheeks and eyes were mottled red, like blotchy red glasses, 
and I had a distant memory of him and a woman, his mother, standing outside his house, filling a blue bird feeder. Greg's mother had died the year before. The crowd was dispersing except for two boys, Nick and Nathan, who stood over the bird, poking it with a stick. I hated them. Hated. I could see the crow now, shiny and black as Greg's hair against the dappled greenish-brown grass, one black bead of an eye staring at me. I stooped beside it. Ew, Jennifer said. Are you going to touch it? I glanced back to see if Greg was still there. Nick hovered over me with a stick. I fixed him with a stare. Don't touch that. It's disrespectful of the dead. I remembered my mother saying something like that. Nick laughed and began to respond, but I said, go away. I heard violence in my voice.